Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So in this episode today, I'm going to touch on how to grow your back. Basically, dive into the ins and outs of how I like to program back training for my clients, how I believe you can maximise how much growth you can just take place in your back. So, in terms of back training, I like to structure it into four different movements. So the first one being the lat focus movement which just means it targets your lats uh, and next is our upper back focus movement so usually I like to split the back when I'm trying to train it into those different parts the upper back and also the lats the reason being is if you don't really try and structure it that way and you just move weight then it's it's you're not going to be targeting anything awful lot or stimulating anything awful lot you're just kind of moving weight and yes you can still grow your back doing it but I think there's a place for isolating those muscles just like any other body part you wouldn't just uh, grow your arms by doing like back exercises or just grow your, grow your triceps doing bench press I think it's valuable to have some isolation work in there and then on the flip side, I do like a heavy row, so maybe a bent over barbell row, a bent over dumbbell row, a land main row. I just think it is valuable just being bent over and having just having to balance that weight, having to maintain that position uh, throughout a whole set. I think it's very valuable just for growing your back, because again, just like uh, just like other body parts, yes, you can isolate them, but I think just focusing on progressing a movement and getting really strong at a movement it has value to it so it's like a bit of both that I prefer not just like one or the other approach uh, and lastly is a deadlift so similar benefits to a heavy roll which I'll dive into uh, but yeah I'll, t- I'll touch on that later in the episode so jumping into the first movement is like a lat focus movement so the role of your lat is basically to drive your upper arm in line with your body and ideally when we do it we want our elbow tucked into our side we don't want to be like pulling from like to our right or to our left we want our arm basically directly in front of our body and the reason why is because if we are let's say we're trying to do like a we'll, we'll take a row for example and let's say your elbows are flared, they're facing out, and you're rowing it, yes, you're going to work your lat, but your your lat's responsible for, like, tucking your upper arm into your side, basically, in close to your body, so if your elbow's flared out, it will work a lot more upper back, and same with a pull-down, you want your elbows, like, tucked in in front of your body, basically around shoulder width. And, yeah, this will just stop you from working your upper back and make sure you're working your lats. And you want to focus on usually, obviously, like there's every movement's different. It's not like one cue applies for every movement. But usually, you want to be dragging your elbow towards your hip instead of like flaring it out in line with your chest. So you want to try and drive your elbow low. And uh, again, that would just mean you work your lat as much as possible. And as for what grip you want when you're trying to target your lat, you want a neutral or supinated grip or semi-supinated. So supinated, a good way to remember it, I think I got taught this either in school or college, pretend you're carrying soup, which way does your hand go if you're carrying a bowl of soup with your hand under it? Your palm would face up, so that's supinated. Uh, so there's a 
there's a wee wee tip for you. And the reason you want like a neutral or a neutral basically means when your palm's facing in or semi-supinated is because visualise doing a roll right now. So unless you're in public, if you're just in your house or whatever, if you're on your own, visualise just rolling into your side, face your palm towards the floor and roll. And then after that, face your palm up as high as you can and then roll. You'll see when your palm's facing up, your elbow's tucked into your side. And as I touched on beforehand, this is going to basically allow you to train your lats as effectively as possible because we want to keep our elbow tucked in and not our elbows flared. We want it nice, close to the body, basically in line with our shoulder. And also when you're trying to train your lats, this applies for if you're trying to do like a lat pull down or a rowing movement, you want to keep your abs crunched. So a big mistake I see is people lifting their chest up really high and you might feel like a nice squeeze when you do this. However, when you do that, when you lift your chest up, let's say on a lat pull down and put it towards it, you are shortening the range of motion you can train your lat through. And as a result, we obviously aren't going to train our lat more effectively because yes, there's a few exceptions, but for the most part, we want to be training our muscles for a large range of motion and it will basically allow you to train your lat for a stretch position keeping your abs nice and crunched and tight and not arching your back because if we're not taking it for a large range of motion we're not training it in the stretch position which is where we build muscle based and in terms of what movements to do for your lats so it could be like a neutral grip lat pull down it could be like a neutral grip like roll and you want like an attachment that's around shoulder width. If it's a bit less than shoulder width, that's not the end of the world. Uh, or you can put D handles on a bar that could work well. Or basically, if you're doing a machine, you want to have the seat up high. You want to drive your elbow low to your hip, and you want to have a grip where your palms are facing either in or up slightly. So that's what I focus on during lat focus movements. Uh, as for next up, upper back. So. Trying to target your upper back is basically the opposite. So your upper back, there's there's many muscles in your upper back. So like there's, I mean there's your rhomboids, there's your traps, there's your rear delts. Uh, there, yeah, there's quite a few muscles, but I don't think we need to isolate all of them, especially as a beginner. You really, really don't need to. So in terms of training your upper back, you want to basically allow your shoulders to move forward at the bottom of exercises. So you want to be careful because with, let's say, like a bent over row without a chest support, it might be a bit harder to maintain a, a flat back or a neutral spine, whatever you want to call it, if you don't have that support and you're letting your shoulders come forward. You can be a bit, like, you can your balance can be a bit poorer and you can just have a hard time maintaining that position. So... Uh, that's something to consider so you don't really want to like excessively focus on like your shoulders come forward if you've not got like a chest support but if you're like on a t-bar row or a row machine you want to basically allow your shoulders to move forward a lot because the one of the rules of your upper back is to basically like retract your shoulders which means pull them back so when you get out the bottom of position of a row let's say your shoulders all the way forward when you move your shoulders back, that's your upper back working. So again, it'll just help us target our upper back as much as possible, take it through as large a range of motion as we can. And unlike when we're training our lats, we want our elbows to be flared. So uh, we want, there's not really like a specific amount of de it de 
oh, it, it depends on the exercise, but we don't need our elbows tucked right into our side. We don't want to be driving our elbows towards our hip. We want to be just driving them back, basically. That's the best tip I can give you. And as for your grip, as I said earlier, if your palms face down and you like just do a row in, in mid-air, you'll see your elbows flare out more than if your palms are up. So as a result, I think that you should, or well, don't think, I, oh, I, I believe it's shown anyway, that a neutral or pronated grip is more beneficial for targeting your back. So a neutral being palms facing in, and uh, a pronated grip is when your palms are facing down. Again, your palms don't have to be directly facing down, but in between neutral and facing down is probably a good idea. And yeah, the higher your elbows are, let's say you're doing a, we'll take like a cable row for example, just where you sit on one of those seats and you've got that uh, foot platform and you just put a flat bar on it and let's say you're rowing it, if you row it really really high up on your chest, that's going to be getting muscles higher up in your upper back, whereas if you're going to be rowing it, let's say to your lower chest, that's not going to be quite getting a lot of lat involvement, but it'll be training more of your mid-back. So, again, it doesn't matter an awful lot. You don't need to obsess over, like, uh, training one muscle in your upper back. Uh, but, yes, if you've been training for 20 years and you've got a glaring weakness in your back, it might be important or beneficial, but you probably aren't if you're listening to this. Uh, or... Yeah, you also could do with a chest support, like I said, they can be beneficial, although you don't need them. Next up, so I touched on at the start, I like a bent over roll where you're just not got any chest support. You're just basically bent over, you're handling that weight, you're keeping that neutral spine, and you're just spending time bent over with a lot of weight uh, being supported. And what I recommend you do on this is control the weight, control the exercise, just like anything. Control the weight down, don't rush it. But you don't really have to focus on squeezing anything here. This is just a good opportunity to just move weight from A to B with good form. Because I think there's a place for focusing on like squeezing a muscle and then focusing on uh, just moving weight. Like a deadlift, you don't really want to be focusing on squeezing your muscle. But let's say like a chest supporting machine, that could be a better place to do so. Uh, so yeah, usually I like to pause at the bottom just so you're taking out that momentum. You're taking out that stretch reflex, which just basically means your muscles bouncing, or not your muscles, like all your tendons and ligaments bouncing the weight out of the bottom instead of your muscles doing the work. Uh, so yeah, at the end of the set, if you've got slight momentum, that's okay. So if you are, let's say at the very, very end, you're bending your knees very slightly, you're, you know what I mean, your chest is coming off a tiny bit more, that's not the end of the world, unless obviously you look like a dog doing a shit. So what I mean by that is, Unless your back's rounding an awful lot or you're putting yourself in an unsafe position, then a bit of momentum's not the end of the world because I'd rather see someone train hard, train to failure than stop when they can't get an absolutely perfect trip because it's really hard to basically roll the bar to your stomach. Uh, but it's really easy to roll it like the first like quarter or half of the rep because you're strongest there, if that makes sense. Uh, so, yeah. Again, you can use like a dumbbell for a bent over row, you can use a barbell, uh, you can use the landmine row, anything like that. Uh, I think for a beginner, the barbell bent over row is probably quite easy, the, probably the easiest to get the hang of. So, uh, yeah, bent over row, like I said, I think it's valuable just for your whole back, just to 
really tax all those muscles instead of having to like focus on squeezing one like we do on the other movements. So next up is a deadlift. So similar reasons to like having a bent over row. I think if you do a deadlift variation, you're just gonna have really thick erectors. It's gonna be able to just stimulate your whole back and you'll get a lot of bang for your buck from the exercise. Because you're not you're not like isolating one muscle, you're gonna be getting a lot from just doing a couple sets of deadlifts in terms of muscle growth. So with like a deadlift you aren't like taking like any muscles for a, a full range of motion. What I mean by that is like your back like you're not bending and extending your arms. You're not doing a row. You're just holding the bar. Your arms are staying straight. So you're not taking you're not like taking those muscles for a full range of motion. You're just doing what's called an isometric isometric contraction. Which basically means you're just using those muscles to maintain that neutral spine, safe position when you're deadlifting. Uh, and I think, yeah, on paper, like, studies show it's not the most beneficial for muscle growth, just doing isometric movements. An example would be, let's say you want to grow your biceps. You just hold a dumbbell and just hold it in the same position. You don't do a rep, you just hold it there. That would be an isometric. So, Yes, on paper these aren't the best, but you can't argue. See if someone's really, really strong at deadlifts, they're really good at deadlifts with good form, then they, they have a big back. Like, it's shown time and time again, so I really think there is benefit to it. In terms of what deadlifts you should do, so we know there's multiple types. There's a standard deadlift, there's a stiff leg deadlift, there's a Romanian deadlift, there's a, even a trap bar deadlift, but... Almost those three are probably the main ones I'd stick with as a beginner uh, and try and nail. You don't have to do all three at once by that. I'm not meaning that, but it just means pick one of them. And what's most important is you can do it safely and progress it without getting injured over a long period of time. Like Just like any movement, because if you do it for two weeks and you get injured, you're not really going to get much benefit from it. So yeah... With your deadlifts, control the eccentrics, which just means the weight down. So the reason we want to control the weight down is because it will give us less fatigue, so less physical mental tiredness from it. And as a result, it won't be as taxing on our body in a bad way. We'll have less injury risk and we'll have more muscle damage because the eccentric portion, the weight down, that's what causes muscle damage. And... The reason why it has less injury risk, if you control this eccentrics, you'll overall have more control over the weight. You'll be lifting less weight and while also getting more bang for your buck in terms of a muscle growth standpoint. And you can do this on lower body or upper body, so it just depends how your split is like laid out. It doesn't matter an absolute ton. Uh, do it, you can do it while you feel it in or while it gets sore. For example, if you do upper lower, then you probably would want to do it on upper body if going into lower body the next day your hamstrings are absolute fried. So yeah, something to consider. But it's just a case of doing one of them, sticking to it, getting stronger at it and progressing it. And then with that, so switch. So I uh, hope you took value from this episode. So just a quick recap. When I'm structuring back training, I like to have a lat focus movement, an upper back focus movement, a deadlift and a heavy roll. And uh in terms of, I know I've not went over how much sets you should do for each because I can't, I can't really tell you. Everyone's different. Everyone's splits different. So I don't know how many times you're training back a week or training upper body a week. But for the most part, that's how I like to structure my training. 
Uh, let's we'll take like a we'll take like a pool day for example. We'll run through a pool day actually before we finish. So in our pool session, you might start with like a lat focus movement. Then you might do a deadlift. Then you might do a upper back and then a lat movement. And then that would be about it for the back work in that session. However, if you've done upper body and then lower body sessions, then what you could do for your upper body session is just one upper back movement, one lat movement, and then you'll have your chest movement and then a shoulder movement in there. Uh, so yeah, hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you did, share it on your story, leave a rating in the review, or subscribe, it depends what you're listening on. And uh, if anyone is interested in losing body fat, I have got a challenge coming out in the near future, so stay tuned for that. If you want to find out more about it, just DM me on Instagram. And keep an eye out for posts that I'll be putting out very, very soon regarding it. But uh, yeah, there will be limited spaces, so I'll probably cap the challenge. So if you want to get in for it and you want to definitely get a space in, let me know sooner rather than later. So hope everyone has a great week and thank you for listening.